Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here in Iowa, while JC is in Florida, <laughs> where we are always, no matter where we are, liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, JC, we're remote. What's happening? <laughs> Welcome. I have just, I have not talked to JC today, guys, by the way, my own husband. This is how I see him today. <laughs> so I am in the hotel room. So I get to look with, I, I get to, I get to sport the vampire lighting today. Because <laughs> that's usually how that happens when we uh, are are here in hotels, but I'm not the only one. JC gets the beautiful studio today. Well, we are all glad you're here. We're, we're, we're excited about it. <laughs> so kind. So kind. <laughs> I was actually there yesterday, um, but you guys didn't see me. I was I was uh, I was spying out the chat room yesterday and and having fun uh, participating in the chat while you carried the whole show. So <laughs> you were a lurker lurking. I was following. <laughs> we got some some Green Mountain Boys in the room today, or at least people from the Green Mountain Boy hometown place. All over. Miami Beach. Somebody's headed to Miami Beach. Uh, nice. Got Washington in the house. Um, North Carolina. All over, man. We had we had uh, we had folks from coast to coast. The last, well, I guess we have folks coast to coast. All the time, but last couple all of days. All the time. All the everywhere. time. Everywhere. Chicago, even. Look at that. California. Man, they are rolling in. And they saw you in the <laughs> chat room yesterday. Colorado, California, Moses Lakes, Washington, Tennessee. Col several Colorados. Oregon. Yeah. Oklahoma. Florida. Miami. Daniel headed from 27 degrees to 72 degrees. Washington State, Hillsdale, Michigan, home of Hillsdale College. One of your interns uh, went to Hillsdale. Yes, was in graduated Hillsdale for a while. Hillsdale. Uh, no, she graduated there, and now she is a um, elementary school teacher. Chicago suburbs. Two people from Chicago in the chat room, same time. That's amazing. Oregon, yeah. Missouri. So They're probably proud. related to each Indiana, other. The only two Ohio. people in Chicago that are <laughs> liberty-loving people. Just teasing. I know there's lots of people in the Chicago area. Absolutely. Hey, JC, can I share some pictures of what I'm doing here? Go for it. All right. So I am in Iowa, and I am actually, uh, well, just finished teaching. There was my office today teaching about the uh, Constitution, I taught a three-hour class to the Iowa State Sheriffs and Deputies Association. Wow. So what you see there are sheriffs and deputies from all over the state of Florida. We had nearly a, a hundred of them present. There are 99 counties. I had to take that picture because I'm just so excited about being uh, a part of teaching. This is the president, Sheriff Thompson from Black Hawk County, Iowa. 
And uh, sorry about the terrible picture of me. <laughs> I was like half, I, I think I was still suffering from sleep deprivation at the time. But that was my office today. And JC, we I taught three hours on uh, the law enforcement training, have the deputies sheriff's training. And I taught uh, for three hours, they just, they were sitting on the edge of their seats. Most of the time people are like, oh, I got to go to a constitution class, you know? And they, they were, they were eating it up. You have no idea. People coming to me afterwards all day today saying, thank you so much for that. This was the best class, the whole conference. It was actually something that we can use. And guess what, JC? Once again, I had sheriffs coming up to me almost immediately, like right after my training, one sheriff came up to me and said, I'm already on my phone speaking to my admin at home. We're changing policies and we're going to get you to come and teach everybody. Awesome, man. That's, that's powerful and so necessary. We need, we need the sheriffs yeah. standing in the gap. Uh, welcome, folks, from Virginia, Pasco County, southern Mississippi land of the Neanderthals. Welcome. Um, now somebody's filling up with who knows what. Gig Harbor, Washington, another Chicago suburbs, Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You know, you Washington State, you were on uh, you're on a couple of radio stations there uh, that covered the Washington suburbs mm. oh for yeah a good while so yeah yeah uh no uh no surprise there somebody from pennsylvania um chicago 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 that's awesome glad all you folks in chicago are listening in des moines iowa missouri man so all from all over hallelujah yeah. good stuff yeah. appreciate you guys being here yeah. And you know what, JC, I'm just, here's the thing the they're always throttling our numbers. They're yeah. always making us look bad. But when you guys come in the chat room and you just, I mean, just pop in and say hi in the chat rooms and just pop in and leave your comments. Uh, you know what it does? It proves to us that there are more of you watching than they tell us is actually yeah. watching. It's always hilarious to see more comments than the number of people they say are yeah. watching. That's yeah. always funny. Yeah, so it really, really, um, really, really helps. But we're on uh, we're on Facebook still, YouTube still, Twitch, DLive. Mm -hmm. um, we stream on our own website, chrisannhall.com. You can see the live stream there. And mm -hmm. um, a couple other places, oh, Strike TV, a um, couple couple other places I can't even remember, and a few places we're working on some. But I, I put some stuff together today. I wanted to uh, share with the folks about the action going on uh, relative to the right to keep and bear arms, and uh, some some nullification efforts, some intervention, interposition on behalf of the states, and right. Uh, you know, so is one one of the primary messages that you preach is the state and local power, state and local involvement to push back against uh, federal encroachment. So it's great to see, um, you know, an example of that being put into place in so many states. 
Hey, JC, can I answer a, a question in the chat room really quick? Mm -hmm. So uh, Bear Trapper says, do you have a law enforcement class video for sale? Um, we don't have a law enforcement class video for sale, but we will be having the law enforcement video up on Liberty First University. And uh, we will, uh, we actually filmed that last year when I was at the uh, Western Sheriff's Association National Conference in Reno where we had, <laughs> JC's got it right there in his hand, where we had, um, oh my goodness, there were hundreds of sheriffs there from 17 states. And so um, it, we're going to have that video up as soon as we can get it rolling and mastered. Likely within the next 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And we can, we'll begin working, we can begin working on put it on a, a uh, a video you can purchase separately as well. You know, JC, I know you have today all planned out, but there's something, if you don't mind, to give me like two minutes. Your show. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to. Give you anything. <laughs> I know, but there's something that I want to show your everybody. Your name's up in that corner over there. What's that? I said your name's in the corner up there. That's your show. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, but there's something that I wanted to share with everybody. There's a video that I'm going to be publishing. It's it's like a 23-minute little mini documentary. And what it is, is it's, it's the thing that we talked about, the media coming together and with the government to create uh, a dictated narrative. And if I could just show you the last couple minutes of this video so you could see what it is that is happening. I, I don't know. I don't usually show my own videos on our show, but for me, this little segment is so powerful. And I don't know if JC, if you've had a chance to watch this video because I haven't published it yet, but I shot you the link. And so I just want to share that because I want people to see uh, this video, as soon as I get it uploaded to YouTube, I'm going to be sharing the link. As a matter of fact, I can share the link in the chat room and you guys can get a little sneak peek before uh, it is published. And so um, here is. So, JC, make sure you tell me if I don't know if you can tell me if you hear it or not, but um, I'm pretty sure I picked the little. Oh, I know I can tell. Where are we? Yeah. Okay. The sound little thing is there. All right. So here we go. Here's the last couple minutes. Yeah. Don't forget, you hear the script. Uh, they're all using the same phrases, mm -hmm. the same phraseology. So this is another indication of the disinformation. All of this is coordinated, scripted. They will be every every person that asks a question, including the chairman, all the other members, and whoever is whoever speaking before the committee. They will be using the same phrases over and over. This is entirely coordinated design. And the freedom of speech encourages us to ask tough questions about what is going on in the media, what is motivating the tidal wave of disinformation that is putting the lives of so many Americans and ultimately our democracy at risk. And facts and consequences don't matter to those who report them. Our democracy is undermined. Uh, let me put it bluntly. 
uh, misinformation is killing Americans and damaging our democracy. Because it may help us solve a very dangerous problem. And we owe it to our constituents and to our democracy to examine how and why disinformation is being aired on traditional media and social media. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has become all too common on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Is that not insane? Do you see that? How I this is I just want to take a second to just praise the Lord because I'm putting this video together and then all of a sudden I literally he drops that last montage. Lord drops this last montage in my lap, which matches up exactly with what I've identified as the common language. I mean, the same words all over Fox, all of them. Is that not uh, powerful stuff? Actors read scripts. Yes. Actors. Not journalists. Actors. Yes. So this is not journalism. No. This is performance. It's performance theater. Right. So I'm giving everybody in the chat room right now a special sneak peek before it's published. And this is they. This has been done over and over. I mean, I've seen numerous videos over the years. They've done this over and over and over and over again. Yep. Unbelievable. And people, people still buy this stuff. I mean, come on, guys. I don't know, man. I simply don't. Everybody know. needs to watch that. And then, I mean, when you see that, how do they not know that? So you basically have a single. So this is a single source. Right, just like they want a single payer healthcare system, this is right. a single payer, right, single source news system, single source news system, because that's one voice. Yes. And it's funny how they all, like, they all pretend like it's their own words. Yes. They're actors. Yes. Right. They, they sh instead of standing there and saying, you know, we've been given this by 
you know, by our CEO to read this to you. Mm -hmm. we were, this is a public service announcement announcement from whatever XYZ broadcast company. They all pretend like they're speaking that out of out of their heart. Like they all come up with it. So they're willing. These are all willing slaves and actors willing to be just fed whatever they say. Complete puppets. See, that's the most disgusting part, isn't it, JC? That these people are actually being prostitutes for this information. Right. They are paid prostitutes for this. This is not anything to do with anything that's real. Nope. <laughs> Look at this. Ah, Frog Lawhorn says, my local channel was up there. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you saw that it was Fox, too. It was NBC, NBC, it was CBS, it was MSNBC, it was CNN, it was all of them. Yeah, unbelievable. And it was local news, JC, local news medias. Yep. Because most people will try to tell you, well, I listen to local news. That's There's no such thing. Matters. There's no such thing as local news. They're all owned by massive corporations out of New York and L.A. There is no such thing as local news. Res Ray says prostitutes. I like yeah, that. Absolutely. I might use that prostitutes. <laughs> yep. So just actors reading the script, they're okay. They are prostitutes. I mean, they're okay being paid to dance to the tune. It's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. But there is no, there's no local news. Uh, look, look up your local news, find out who owns them. Follow, follow the, uh, follow the trail. Um, and you will discover there is no such thing as local news. They're all owned by a bigger corporation. Normally the local, like the little small, uh, you know, counties out and around, they're owned by some affiliate in a big urban city in their state who in turn is owned by a big corporation out of New York or LA. Mm -hmm. So there are only six, I think six major media corporations, they own all local news. You look at, uh, what is it, Garrett or Gannett, New York Times and all of that, all the papers, uh, all the local stations, it's all a single single company. And this ought to, this ought to confirm that. Mm -hmm. They're all, it's one voice. It's one word. They all got the same message that came from a single source telling them what to do. So but you're not hearing... This is not majority opinion. This is not representative opinion. How can this represent the people of America and represent the people of that area if it comes from one individual disseminating the message to, to all over the country? Well, not only that, JC, in my little mini documentary, which is only 23 minutes wrong, long, I show you not only did all of the, the prostitute puppets say that, but the people, the, all the House of Representatives were saying those same words as well Correct. in a hearing just two days ago. Correct. Yep. And it keeps repeating, keeps mm -hmm. repeating. Um, you, you know, you you look at these clips, you can find the same same thing 10 years ago, same thing eight years ago, six years ago, five years ago, last year, last week. Same thing over and over and over again. We could make a video like that every single week mm -hmm. of this coordinated narrative uh, right. constantly, constantly. Right. So, you know, in some of the history I talked about, 
I think the last show you 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 go back and look at uh, back when the Rockefellers bought up. Uh, they they basically went and tried to figure out how they were going to influence public opinion. And they found out if they just took over, if he just bought up, I think it was something like 26 major newspapers. And they cornered the market on the entire narrative uh, in America. Mm -hmm. And it's still the same today. This is the legacy of that. Mm -hmm. Many of the same people. So there you go. How do you know? How do, uh, how do these people know what they know? That's the whole thing. Uh, we were talking about the other day as people are declaring, making these assertions like, oh, it, it's just so this is a fact. And, you know, you, uh, I wear my mask to protect you and, you know, all this sort of stuff that they just, oh, well, this is the way it is. And I said, who told you that? Nobody right. ever stops and sat and ask who told you that? Right. Right. They say it as it's absolute fact, like they've gone and researched and figured out nobody's researched anything. Right. Somebody just told you that. And now you're repeating it, ready to beat somebody up over it. You just decided that it's true. And none of them stop and ask, OK, who told you that? How do you, how, you say that's it? That's the way it is. That's true. Really? Who told you that? And this is it. This is where the information comes from. Well, so, and, and, and still, they don't even know who it is. Well, I heard it on the news. Mm -hmm. OK, well, where did they get it? Because yeah. obviously they're all getting marching orders. Who is who is who writes this script that now the American people are receiving as if it's fact and repeating it to their neighbors? Well, thanks to the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, you have the federal government using your tax dollars to write the script. So, you know, people are like, well, who's feeding the script to Congress? Well, the Congress is feeding the script to the media. The, the those in power in the uh, in the cabal who are actually instigating the coup and the insurrection are the ones that are using our resources to fund the prostitutes. What do you <laughs> forgot to take my knife off? So some good news. Ready for some good news? Sure. Absolutely. Some, some sort of good news. Uh, on the tail, on the tail of uh, Joe Biden calling for gun control uh, as, as everybody's everybody's buying more and more firearms. And so they use the um, the Florida shooting propaganda. They, they leverage again. I'll say it one more time. They leverage crisis. They leverage chaos. They leverage death for their own agenda. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that is take uh, take the weapons from the people, uh, even though there are measures that you could institute to stop the bad guys, to protect children and people that they're not interested in, in that. Uh, this is all leveraging. They leverage death and chaos for their agenda. So he wants uh, he wants to ban so-called assault weapons, high capacity mag magazines, eliminate immunity for gun manufacturers, uh, which which is an interesting way to phrase that. Uh, eliminate immunity for gun manufacturers like it's just a given. Uh, you have to come up with some law uh, for somebody that sold a product 
uh, not to be the one guilty of a crime when somebody uses that product to kill another person. So they're calling it immunity. You've got to have immunity. Who, who the heck needs immunity? They're not guilty of a crime. If I take this cell phone and bash somebody's brains in with it, does Samsung need immunity so they're not guilty of murder? I mean, how absurd is that? He, he wants to eliminate immunity. So you see the you see the games they play with the world. Yeah, but JC, they in the same respect, right? Then they expand immunity to the pharmaceutical companies who are actually right. creating things that are being forced injected into your body by mandates, by laws, and by dictates, right? Sure. So you know, we can't have immunity for gun makers when people use the guns to shoot people, which is like seven degrees removed. But we have to have immunity for the pharmaceutical companies who actually know that their drugs are harming and killing people by their studies. But we can't sue them. Right. So numerous states uh, are moving to intervene. And we put an article up today. I'll share it. Put an article up um, at chrisannhall.com. And I will uh, share this article just so I can go through the list here. Resources to protect the right to keep and bear arms. Um, and there's a section about the, the legal and constitutional foundation of this intervention, this interposition nullification on behalf of the states. Uh, but just to jump in here, so several states, uh, Alabama, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming, have bills moving forward uh, basically to tell the federal government or to tell their states uh, or I guess the state's telling the federal government that um, we're not, you're not going to be pushing your uh, anti-gun agenda in the state. And uh, this is based on the Second Amendment Preservation Act uh, model that you see out of, uh, in, in we've talked about in some of these Missouri counties. I, I mentioned the other day I was going to, we we're going to put this on the website so you could see the actual resolution uh, that some of these counties were using. So here it's in this article at chrisannhall.com resources to protect your right to keep and bear arms. And so here is uh, this resolution from counties like Newton County uh, in Missouri uh, using uh, this, this model. And uh, most of these bills look like that. You can go to this article and click on the link here to either bill to go find what the status is of the bill in your state. And I have a link here that you can click to go and find your uh, legislators and contact them. I mean, read through the bill, figure out if you support the bill. Uh, and then there's a quick and easy way to find your legislatures and get behind these measures. Uh, we're going to need grassroots supports to get these things through, to get them out of committee, uh, to get them to a vote, uh, and then to get people to vote the right way. Um, uh, so, so that's the heart of that. You want to talk, Dr. Hall, you want to talk about the, uh, the nullification aspect of that. Maybe if people, uh, hear 
at the show, newbies or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, maybe don't understand the principles of that because you hear a lot of, you know, oh, well, you obviously missed the supremacy clause. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I would have just, let me just, because um, I have this stuff. We just, just did this training, right? So what you're actually talking about is part of the training that I've was doing with the sheriffs today and teaching this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go ahead and put up for you uh, one of the slides that I use when I'm training the sheriffs. And so I'll go ahead and share the screen for you so that you can see what I'm talking about. So, oops, there we go. So what you see there is a a slide from the presentation that I give the three hours of training to to law enforcement sheriffs and deputies. So what this is that what they will claim section is actually from a a sheriff named Brad Rogers who stood up to the FDA and the USDA and told them that if they came into his county to uh, do searches and seizures of his Amish farmers, that without first coming to his office and getting his permission, that he would arrest those federal agents and put them in jail for trespass. And so anyway, uh, the attorney is Goldstein. He's a DOJ attorney. And he says that he emailed Brad Rogers and warned him that interfering with a federal investigation could be prosecuted as a felony and would carry up to three-year prison term. Goldstein also cited, and this is what you were talking about, JC, Goldstein also cited that the federal supremacy clause, right, that the Supreme Court has interpreted as making federal rules and laws superior to local ones. And Goldstein said, and I quote, the supremacy clause has been interpreted since the earliest days of the nation to mean that federal law trumps state law whenever the two conflict. Well, here is underneath the supremacy clause. And the supremacy clause establishes that number one, the constitution is supreme. And number two, that the laws of the United States, by the way, I'll just mention here, JC, there is nothing about regulations being supreme in the supremacy clause. So laws which are to be made in pursuance of the constitution are the supreme law of the land. So the supremacy clause does not establish that that federal laws and federal rules are supreme to state and local laws or even state constitution. The supremacy clause establishes that the constitution is supreme and everything else has to be in subjection to it, even the laws created by Congress. Because if the laws are not made in pursuance to the constitution, according to Article 6, Clause 2. Those laws are not the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state are not bound by them. And so that's what we have to understand, that the Supremacy Clause does not make federal laws and federal rules supreme. 
It makes the Constitution supreme and everything else in it has to be uh, in subjection to the Constitution, which is why, JC, and you quoted this in the article, why the Supreme Court Chief Justice says that in the typical case, we look to the states to defend their prerogatives, their powers, by adopting the simple expedient of not yielding. And so we have to understand that the Constitution establishes, as Alexander Hamilton says, that legislative acts contrary to the Constitution are not valid, and that any act by Congress that is not made in pursuance to the Constitution will not have the force of law. So there's your little mini lesson on the const on this the supremacy clause and why they're lying to you when they tell you that federal law and regulations are supreme. There is one way they're supreme and is if they are made pursuant to the Constitution and pursuant to delegated authority. That's it. And I want to point out a couple of things uh, in the article. You'll see some things to consider. Uh, point number two here says some law enforcement will oppose such measures to, to curtail federal gun control. They use the feds as a force multiplier and they receive funds and equipment that they don't wish to lose. That is why a constitutional sheriff is so important. So you will uh, do not be surprised uh, when you see uh, opposition to these bills from the sheriff, as in with, uh, I believe, SB 39 in Missouri and the Missouri uh, Sheriff and Peace Officer Association, not the Constitutional Sheriff Peace Officer Association, uh, but the Missouri Sheriff's Association is, is, a, is opposing this because they want to they want to use the ATF. They want to use the federal forces. They want to have their uh, federal toys and federal money flowing into their offices. So this is why um, this is why grassroots activism is so important. And right. and and by the way, uh, no longer should any sheriff or deputy or law enforcement in the state of Missouri ever. Ever, 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 until the end of time, say again, well, it's not my job to say what's right law and what's wrong law, just my job to enforce it. Uh, excuse me, when your entire organization now inserts itself into the legislative process, in right. essence, determining what the law is. You no longer have a foundation to say you don't have a part making law. You just enforce it. Uh, they're playing a big role in Missouri as the sheriffs uh, making law when they oppose this and lobby in the legislature. You know, so JC, the we should be done with those comments in Missouri. So if they get my class, they understand those comments are invalid. So that's one of the things that I'm showing the, the deputies yeah. and the sheriffs is that, you know, this this premise that you're not allowed to judge the law is completely defeated by the fact that you took an oath that said you will. And so your oath is to the Constitution. So that means you've made a promise to the people that you will judge everything that comes across your desk 
by that constitution. So don't take the oath and don't have the job if you're not ready to actually step up and say that uh, this is constitutional and this is not. And the whole question, JC, um, about the whole money and toys thing actually comes up quite regularly when I'm teaching the deputies because number one, they've never received this training which is why they're always like on the edge of their seats and they're ready. You know, they're, they're interesting. They come up to me and they say, this is the, this is the best part. This is actually training I can use, you know? And so they're really excited about it. But the question always comes, well, you know, they've got us strapped because we have this funding and we, they gave us this stuff. And I have to explain to them about the mutual jurisdiction agreements and how they need to get rid of the mutual jurisdiction agreements and how they have to realize. And I want to teach this and show this to the people out there. If your sheriff gives you that thing, oh, I need the money or we can't operate without that. JC, there's two things that we as a people need to remember. Number one, okay. The federal government, somebody used the word bribery, but I think the federal government is actually extorting power from our sheriffs with this stuff. It's not free. And if you run the numbers, it actually costs you more to take the funding and the toys than it does to operate on your own. Secondly, this is the analogy. JC, help me understand. Help me know if I if I gave this good analogy. So you I work for Coca-Cola, right? because this is what came to my mind. I work for Coca-Cola company and I go to my boss and I say to my boss, I want you to provide me with a car to go to work. I want you to provide me with clothes to go to work and I need some extra cash. Well, my boss at Coca-Cola company says, no, I'm sorry. I don't, you don't need those things in the position that you're in and we're not going to fund that for you. And so I say, okay, fine. I go to Pepsi, I get a car from Pepsi, I get a clothes from Pepsi, and I get a pay raise from Pepsi, which means now I'm working for Coca-Cola, but all my funding and all my influence comes from Pepsi. That's exactly what your sheriffs are doing because the sheriffs need to come to the people who are their employer, who are their boss and say, I need this vehicle, we need this equipment, we need this money. If the people of the community who are the boss of the sheriff say, you don't need this equipment, we're going to have to do with the with what you have, and you don't need this vehicle, and they don't give it to you, the, the sheriffs going to the federal government are actually going to the competitor of the people to be funded for their activities. And now the sheriff will be, will be controlled by the competitor of the people's rights, who is their boss. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, I wanted to, a, a couple of questions. Thank you, here. <laughs> A couple of questions about the, the, um, the utility of this. Um, first, first off, you know, obviously they're, they violate the constitution. It's not like you, you know, you're going to write some, some extra line in the constitution, suddenly they're going to follow it. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, then why would that be the case, the state level and all these laws and what have you? So what you're doing is giving voice to the people, right. Right. And, and, and you're, and you're 
taken away, right? The laws that are there that they're using against you, you're, you're taking that power away. You're taking, they use that as justification, right? As they can point, they point to these laws that do that. And so what we're trying to do is align the laws on the books with the constitution. So they can't so easily point to that as justification. And then that gives the people, uh, you know, a, a little bit more power, a little bit more leg to stand right. on to fight against these things and to be protected. <clears throat> is that going, you know, is, does that magically make them all obey and not violate your rights? No. Uh, but it gives, it gives us more weapons and tools to utilize in the fight and to utilize to protect us. And it helps uh, those members, you know, those members in the legislature and those constitutional sheriffs, the ones that are fighting for us, the ones that are on, on our side, it gives them weapons. It gives them tools mm -hmm. uh, to help with us. And let me, I, I wanted to mention uh, the, the 10th amendment center approach. And we talked about, We've referenced 10th Amendment Center many, 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 many times. 10thamendmentcenter.com, all spelled out, 10thamendmentcenter.com. Uh, lots of great resources there. You know, they're on the vanguard at, at the cut on the cutting edge of fighting in this nullification fight. And one of their approaches, when you go to the 10th Amendment Center model legislation, uh, their Second Amendment Present Preservation Act, uh, model is to put in a, a, a clause. There's phrasing in there. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It basically says uh, that no, uh, no federal uh, law of this nature is valid or will be followed or whatever can be, can be carried out in the state. If there's not a, uh, a state law that mirrors the federal law, right? And so what happens in that approach, in the 10th Amendment Center's approach, is so you've, go, you, you've uncoupled, right? You go ahead and uncouple from the federal government by saying none of, you know, these federal laws are not going to be uh, enacted here if there's no state law that, unless there's state law that mirrors it. So then in that case, what that enables you to do is then fight on the state level. You don't have to worry about wrangling with federal court and all that stuff at the federal level. So then you start attacking the individual laws at the state level. And so once you take take that law away from the state level, then boom, the one at the federal level is no longer valid, valid because you've already done that and already uncoupled that. So it's a brilliant approach that the 10th Amendment Center lays out uh, in their model legislation, their Second Amendment Preservation mm -hmm. Act. Um, I'm not sure that these, that some of these now, the Missouri version, the Missouri model, uh, incorporates that or not. I, I don't, I don't believe so, but it's got, it's, it's pretty aggressive. The Missouri model is pretty aggressive. What happens sometimes these things go through committee and they take the teeth out of it as far as the penalties and, and, and how do you, how do you carry it out? Um, so that's another thing that I mentioned in the article because I saw a con one comment, oh, this thing has no teeth. I'm against it. You know, having worked in the legislature, having lobbied in the legislature several years in a row, um, you have to ask yourself, are we moving toward, are we moving in the direction of liberty? Are, are we laying a foundation and moving in, in that, in, in the headed in the right direction of 
of protection and, and gaining liberty rather than increasing uh, the assault on liberty. And so you don't always get everything in the first bite. We're talking about the legislative process. So it's better. I know people hate this, you know, those that they call purists and they hate this. You know, it's not perfect. So I'm against it. Uh, that is folly when it comes to le legislative lobbying. Sometimes you just have to kick the door open. You get that foundation laid. And anybody that's worked with the legislature knows once it's in there, then it's a lot more easy. It's a lot easier to come back later and add those teeth just to continue to pound away on the little things to add amendments and tweak to make the thing stronger and stronger and stronger as it goes forward. So I, I think even though a bill is not perfect, as long as it doesn't have aspects that do the opposite of what they're claiming, uh, then I think we have to we have to gain what ground we can gain and continue to push. You can't just not fight because one bill doesn't solve the whole problem in one fell swoop. I want to answer a, a question or a statement in the chat room. Um, I don't somebody with a bunch of letters as a name. I'm not even going to try that. Uh, says that the Constitution failed. Uh, let's just be very clear. And this, the statement is always the same. Uh, the Constitution that was supposed to limit the federal government. No, the Constitution has not failed because the Constitution is not designed to limit government. The Constitution is designed to create a limited government. It is the people through enforcing the Constitution that keep their government limited. So the Constitution has not failed, guys. The Constitution cannot fail. It never had the it never had the ability to do anything. It is ink and paper. What we need to understand is that we have failed to keep our creation in check. And that's what these laws are doing. That's what this education is doing, is putting the check back in the check and balance to put the people back in charge, to put the state and local back in charge and not sit around and just wait for the government to actually uh, check itself. Our founders never, ever intended for the federal government to check itself. That would have been ludicrous. We have a bunch of people that are absolutely you know, the most of America think that the con that that our founders were absolutely brilliant. And yet they somehow think that these brilliant people wrote a constitution that was supposed to have the government checking itself. And so once again, at chrisannhall.com, we have these resources for you. There is an article there called Has the Constitution Failed? And in that, you can read that article and see how the Constitution is not the one that's failing. It's because, number one, as Samuel Adams said, we have failed to teach the people what the Constitution means and how it's supposed to work. And we have failed to teach people the mechanisms by which they are to keep their government under control. That's what peaceful noncompliance is about. That's what these pieces of legislation are about. Right. And not just sitting around waiting for somebody to do something for us. Yeah. And it's great. We can, you know, we can point to actual successes in Oregon, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, people's rights, people's rights, Oregon, uh, where that these principles were used and, uh, 
they were standing up to OSHA and uh, some of the regulatory agencies. Uh, well, not only that, and, you and have winning. the sheriffs, JC, who have been yep. standing up for decades. You know, the common is always the state and local governments don't have the ability to stand up to the federal government. That statement is premised on misinformation. You see, the state and the federal government doesn't have the resources or the manpower to enforce its laws and its regulations on the people without the cooperation of the state and local government. Yeah, that's MH, why they have MH these Fisk hasn't read, agreements. Image Fisk what, hasn't read your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to read Sovereign give, Duty. Yeah, where you give actual examples of standing up to the federal government for decades, and they're successful, right? So Brad Rogers kicked the USDA and the FDA out of his county. Correct. You have. The uh, sheriff in Utah who kicked the Federal Forestry Service out of his county. Correct. And now you have people all over doing the same thing. Sheriff Mack. I mean, Sheriff, sheriff Mack, Mack has the case. That's that's in the article. I'll go back to the article uh, cited uh, cited the case uh, here at the beginning. Uh, let me pull it back up for you. Just for another example of where state and local government can and has stood up to the federal government and succeeded. So you can look up a case called Prins v. U.S. Uh, and this is one of the statements out of that. A federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems nor command the state's officers or those in their political subdivisions to administer or enforce a federal regulatory program. Uh, so he won and, and yeah. did push, push them back. Uh, and so it does happen. Now, is that to say that solves the problem forever? No, it swings back. They're going to continue to push, which is which mm -hmm. means you have to continue to fight. So this is not a static situation where, oh, we did this and, oh, we won against the federal government. We, we defeated this encroachment and now it never happens again. No, it is a constant battle, a back and forth, back and forth. Um, and again, in the book, you cite many, many. Uh, examples of uh, of of this happening. No, uh, MS Fisk or whatever you are, that is not the exception. It is the rule. It That's is okay. Rule. I mean, you're you're always going to have people who yeah. have a defeatist attitude and don't want to do anything, right? And, and just roll over, uh, or all that all they know is let's shoot people. I mean, those right. people those people are out there. That there's there's no question about that. Uh, but the fact remains, right. we can point to. Uh, people in their states, in their communities who have absolutely used these principles and pushed back the federal government. So the federal government stopped doing what they were doing to those people. Can you, point to, a, can you point to abuses where they didn't stop? Of course. And so the idea, oh, well, we look at where they didn't stop and then say, well, nothing ever works. So let's don't do anything. Uh, that's that's about as logical as what we hear coming out of Nancy Pelosi's mouth every day. Yeah. Yeah. So when they stand, they win, but you have to stand. That's the key. Well, when, the, and sometimes when they stand, they don't. Right. So it's not, it, it's not a matter of, <laughs> you know, well, this is true. That is true. This, th this is not, it's here are the resources. Uh, they have proven that they work. There are occasions where they don't work. I mean, they will flat out murder people. There's no question about that. Uh, but you can't throw up your hands and say, well, you know, over here in this situation, it didn't work. So let's not use that again. Well, what about where they used it and it, and it did work? Wouldn't, wouldn't you like uh, that to work for you? 
Well, guess what? It's not going to if you don't try. But yeah. it might if you do. Right. I mean, it's just right. that simple. So, uh, you know, you, you, it does not. It doesn't. Yeah. Waco. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, like but Waco, JC, the difference is in Waco, the sheriff did not stand up. In Waco, Waco failed because the people stood by themselves. Yeah. And they and the didn't stand up. the sheriff and the state up. were complicit with the yes, federal government. Exactly. What we're talking now about is using local and state uh, organs to stand against the federal government. That's the whole, that's the point of that when you, what you teach all the time. When you look at Waco and you don't have the state, uh, entities on your side, the sheriff or the state on your side, then you're at the mercy of those folks and they will go so far as to murder you. You look at Lavoy Finicum. The, the sheriff was on the side of the feds and Lavoy Finicum was murdered. Yeah. So when you look at this is the point we're talking about getting the state, getting your sheriff, getting your local government on your side. And that's what many of these counties are doing. That's what many of these sheriffs are doing. That's what many of these states are trying to do. Um, because in the cases where they are on your side, it works. When you point to the places where it doesn't work is when these are not the principles we're talking about. The state and locals were not on their side. And so they were left to be murdered by the federal government. So that's why this is important. And let me just be clear, because Ample Fourth was really nice about feeding the trolls with troll poison. I don't feed trolls because what, I, what we're doing is we're trying to educate because we realize that there are people out there with the defeatist attitude they, they disguise by calling themselves realists, but realists have to know reality. And you can't be a realist if you don't know reality. And the reality is, and the truth is what we're showing you. So we know you're going to be put up against these people who are naysayers operating out of a position of ignorance. And we are not talking to them. We're talking to you because we want you to be armed with the truth to help disseminate this truth to help encourage people to to stand up to know i don't know like 20 minutes ago when we first got started somebody put in the chat room thank you so much for what you're doing because sometimes we feel alone well that's what we're doing here we're showing you all these examples about how you're not alone there are states everywhere doing this. There are sheriffs everywhere doing this. But you don't get to see it because the media won't publish it because the media and the remember the video, the media is complicit completely on the same game plan as the government. And the government doesn't want to be uh, want us to know that we are actually realistically a superior power to them. They don't want you to know that. And so we are trying to teach you how to stand up to these, these people who are schoolyard bullies, schoolyard bullies. If, if everything that was saying Brad Rogers would actually have what Brad Rogers would have had federal troops marching into Elkhart, Indiana to get him under control. And he didn't. So, you know, I mean, all of these things are, are, that is the real. Yeah. I mean, you, then you ask, you know, did the Amish farmers win? Yes. yes. Because they had the sheriff on their side. Did mm -hmm. the gentleman in Liberty County win? Yes. Because he had Sheriff Nick Finch on mm -hmm. his side. Yep. Uh, you know, you can go on and on. Did uh, did uh, the the fellow at Ruby Rich lose? Yes, he did. The sheriff was not on his side. 
Did the folks at Waco lose? Yes, because the sheriff was not on their side. So, I mean, that's the whole point. That's the point we're making here. Mm -hmm. This is the point about interposition. Interposition right. means means to come between. That means the, the, the power of the state and the sheriff, local government, comes between you and the federal government. No one was standing in between for those folks at Waco. No one was standing in between for those folks at Ruby Ridge. No one was standing in between for Lavoie Fiticum. That is to say, no one with, you know, the power of the state. If, if, you, if you don't have that standing for you, then you're standing there by yourself. And it's like the people take it as, okay, if the state's not with you, then it's okay for the federal uh, government to come gun you down. As soon mm -hmm. as the state stands with you, all of a sudden the people, it's like the people think, oh, well, this government's standing with them. So the federal government must be being abusive, right? This must be wrong. So, I mean, that's the power of interposition, the state that that we, the people created. Yeah, so Nate Bama, stands for us. just to answer Nate Bama's question out there, because he's, you know, I mean, he's always with us. Uh, we're... Hopefully next week, I'm going to do a segment on the show next week about secession. So I'll be able to answer your questions then about counties seceding, about states seceding, about states splitting, becoming different states and that sort of thing. Florida actually has, and I just I just learned this. I don't know. Do you know this, JC, that yeah. Florida actually has a county that is trying. Uh, so Alachua County is a very big county. And there's a portion of Alachua County that is trying to secede to separate from Alachua County and become its own separate county called Springs County, Florida. And it's pretty well established movement. And so we'll talk about how that sort of happens. It's not actually a secession as, a, as much as it is, you know, we're going to distinguish ourselves because we're tired in Alachua County of being ruled by the rural, by the urban municipalities. We're a more rural area. We want our county to reflect our beliefs. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I, I know, I know that I, I can only take it that people are frustrated or whatever and that their emotions overwhelm them because mm -hmm. I, and I, I want to be nice and I want to be helpful, but, it, but it seems to imply that a, if a person comes in the chat room and then, well, DC's doing this and they're doing that. So how do we, how do we stop them? Uh, we've just been talking for an hour how to stop them. So I can only surmise that they already have a foregone conclusion. They're not listening and they can't yeah. receive it. But once you can receive it and I'm not trying to be mean, um, but this is exactly what we're talking about. So go to the website, chrisandhall.com, resources to protect the right mm -hmm. to keep and bear arms. We've talked about interposition, nullification, where constitutional sheriffs and state legislatures stand in the gap on your behalf using these bills. You see it going on in all these state legislatures. Chris Ann, for the last three weeks, has taught uh, uh, huge rooms full of sheriffs in several states mm -hmm. all over the country saying, we will not allow the federal government to trample the rights of the people in our county. Uh, we just spent a week with people's rights in Oregon, where you have individual people banding together, right. protecting their community, their businesses, uh, providing for one another, standing in the way for one another, creating strategies to fight against OSHA and other oppressive agencies and having successes. So all of those things uh, mm -hmm. that I that I just said are the ways that you do that. And I know probably the people asking these questions 
uh, just simply want to skip ahead, pick up guns and shoot people. That that's well, that's what you want to hear. OK, well, what happens if that doesn't work? OK, we understand what happens if that doesn't work. But this is what we're focused on. This is what we're doing. Let me repeat what we've said over and over again. We must exhaust every peaceful means necessary yep. to protect our liberty. Yep. Period. So that we can lay down with a with a with a clear conscience. Uh, we don't just go pick up arms and, and you know, go crazy. There are peaceful means left. There are pe there are sheriffs, state legislatures, uh, county commissioners willing to engage in these peaceful measures. We've been talking to them for over two months now, almost every single day. We've been with People's Rights of Oregon. We've been with sheriffs in Texas. You were in sheriffs with Iowa. We start, we talk to state legislators every single day. So there are literally hundreds and thousands of state and local representatives willing to stand in the gap for you. We well, let just me mention, have to educate them, engage them, and activate them. Let me mention that um, when the people don't have a sheriff that will stand up with them. That makes it even more important for the people of the community to organize and unite together to stand with each other. That's what yes. the People's Rights Organization is doing because they are in the liberal left areas. They are in the liberal plate rural or urban areas. And so they're standing up and saying, okay, Sheriff, you're not going to stand with me. So we're going to unite together. Maybe we don't have everybody because not everybody is educated. But what, you know, what the most amazing thing that people's rights is doing, JC, is that they are holding classes to educate the people on what their rights are, what the Constitution says, and their authority to take a stand. And so that's what we have to be we doing. And that's why, by the way, when I'm traveling around and teaching here, like we're doing here with the sheriffs, you know, you can have us come and teach your group and you can have us teach because education is the key. Now, the uh, question there, if, if SCOTUS, first off, the Supreme Court does not make rulings, kings make rulings, courts issue opinions. If the court, which is the judicial branch, issues an opinion against the sheriff that is inconsistent with the Constitution, then the sheriff still has the authority to refuse to comply. And I think what's being missed here is the understanding that the feds don't have the manpower or the resources to put their money where their mouth is. If they had the manpower and the resources to put their money where their mouth is, you would have seen them invading these counties already. You wouldn't see the mutual jurisdiction agreements that they make all these sheriffs sign because what happens is they try to bribe and extort and steal the sheriff's power because they know they can't do their job without the without the cooperation. Right. So it's about education. It's about getting people educated and getting control of their state and local government. Is mm -hmm. it going to happen overnight? No. Is it going to happen, uh, you know, it, with a magic incantation? Here's the key, JC. 
Is it going to happen while I'm sitting behind my keyboard uh, making claims on social media and, 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 and complaining and, and, and being naysaying behind the no? It's only going to happen if we push back and step away from the keyboard and get off our seats, get out, get educated, get organized, and get activated. That's the only way it's going to work. You just sit around and talk about how it ain't going to work. Guess what? You're going to prophesy reality. But the good news is that we, majority of us around here, are not going to sit around and wait for you to get involved. We're going to go right. ahead and do it anyway. No question. So go check out the article, uh, plug into that, get contacting your uh, state representatives, get behind these bills. If your state is listed uh, on that list, then you need to get behind those bills. A couple of these states like Florida need companion bills. So if you have a bill in one one uh, chamber, you have to have a companion bill in, in the other chamber to go along with that. We on, We don't have a companion bill for the one in Florida, we need one from the Senate. So if you're in Florida, we need to be, we need to be uh, banging the drum uh, of the Florida Senate, some folks in the Florida Senate to, uh, to get busy and um, to get busy protecting our rights. So do that again, there's a link there. You can find your legislator, legislators, contact them, phone them, Mm -hmm. uh, find the people on the committee where these bills are, contact them directly, you want this thing moved through committee. You want a, a yes vote. Uh, you can check out some of these links. Gun Owners of America um, have great resources on their site. Uh, the NRA legislative website, you can f- the, the NRA has has uh, backed many pieces of legislation that that attack our rights to keep and bear arms. But the uh, legislative website is a is a resource where you can go and find out what's happening on the laws. And then believe it or not, the ATF, there's a link I put to the ATF publishes uh, a a list that is all like right in one place by state. You can see every law and ordinance ordinance that infringes upon your rights right there on the ATF website. Um, So lots going on. There's also some constitutional carry uh, acts being pushed. I put a link on here. An example is the Georgia Constitutional Carry Act. I think there's one going forward in Florida as well. So there's a lot happening where the states are standing up and trying to do their duty and and work like they're supposed to work. Finally, do what they're supposed to do. Uh, I guess it took Biden to wake them up to do their <laughs> jobs. Praise the Lord, whatever it takes. I don't care, man. Praise the Lord. That's all I got to say. I'm happy to see people. Yes, the NRA, the NRA is a joke. There's no question. Uh, yeah. But but that website, for whatever reason, uh, tracks the legislation that is abusing you. I guess I guess they're trying to keep a list so they can figure out, you know, which which uh, gun right abusing law they want to get behind at the NRA. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So just for the people, you know, if you guys come in, just sort of housekeeping kind of thing, if you come in in the middle of the stream or if you come in at the end and you're like, ah, I missed it. This show is always archived on the Chris on chrisannhall.com. And so you can go to chrisannhall.com on the front page is is an archive of the shows. You can go back years on YouTube and watch shows. You can find all of this stuff. And we don't, you know, I mean, we don't, like I said, we, we're not picking, we don't pick on trolls. We don't do anything like that. We don't even label people as trolls. No, you just get tough love here. here. That's all. 
Yeah, and well, but it's education, right? Because once again, <laughs> I know that many of you have the same questions. And I know many people who will watch this later will have the same questions without the opportunity to ask them. And so we have to be the education. Remember, Samuel Adams said that when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. I'll give you guys, your, our, our loyal people, a little clue. JC and I are going to be teaching for the first time this Saturday a brand new three-hour workshop on get up, get out, get going. And it's the, the, the whole format is educate, organize, activate. And so when we get this nailed down, I want to see everybody scheduling this training uh, in their hometown because this is going to be this is going to be life changing for for communities. And it's always important to start local, guys. And I don't care if like local is your HOA. Get your neighborhood a training session going if you can't get the county together, you know. So you start with as big as you can get. And then as Abigail Adams said, you have lit the flame of liberty. So now you can watch as it spreads from soul to soul. Yeah. And I, and I get where the patriots are coming from, you know, in the chat room when it's frustration. I get yeah. it. It, mm -hmm. it. You know, we've been hammered for so long and you don't see a lot of progress. You know, I get it. But you have this is the thing. You have to train your tongue and your mind to speak victory. You, you, you cannot keep shooting everything down uh, with it, with an answer of why this isn't going to work. You, you can't speak to yourself like that. You can't speak to those in your community like that. All, all you're doing is 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 bringing it down. You, you you're you're killing the progress. We, we have to speak victory and think victory and act victory. So you, you, ju you just can't. I mean, yeah, we're real. We we address the problems. But and we know this happened, this bad happened, that bad happened. That's fine. Uh, but we don't say, well, this can't work. That's not going to work. This never right. works. It won't work. No, we don't talk like that here. And, and, and you have to train your mouth uh, to speak differently. Speak life, speak victory, and you will have both. That's Amen. the key. That's right. The power of death and life are in the tongue. Facts. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Appreciate you being here. Hope that was good, educational, informative, inspirational. Please go check out uh, the article. And uh, that's not just an informational article. That is that is uh, that is activist article. Plug in. This is to help you. Um, help you go and get involved. We need to contact our legislature. We need to be pushing these bills because then this could spread into other areas. The, the Second Amendment is not just the only thing. There are other areas. They need to follow this same pattern um, and, and, and push. So Fisk, Fisk, we got to work on you, bro. <laughs> we just still at it, my man. Come on. Put that much effort in the positive, my friend. We'll get a whole lot further. <laughs> All right. Well, well God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, JC will be flying solo tomorrow because I'm going to be on a plane coming back home to Florida. So uh, hop in and, and give JC your love and support tomorrow. Share today's show. <laughs> Is that a, a round of applause because you're going to be by yourself? I'm going to be by myself? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll do my best.
All right. God bless you guys. See you guys.